In the words of Kennedy Davenport, I hate you. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, how are you? Um, I, to borrow one of your eccentricities, the way I'm feeling can only be described as the sound of like, ah, you know, like that. I feel that. And that's something I learned from you. It's okay. a new emotion I discovered because you taught me the sound. In Animal Crossing, when you're playing, sometimes your neighbors are like, and they want to like go up to you and talk to you. And they're like, hey, oh my God, I just learned this new reaction. And they teach you a new emotion that you can emote. And you have like this roster of like things that like, you know, like emotions you can display. Um, and I wish that's how it happened in real life. It, it, you know what? It is. Instead of, no, is it though? It, it's called baggage, not emotion. <laughs> okay. Because I like, think you're walking around in society and then an exclamation mark appears over someone's head and they enter your life and ruin it. And then you leave that part of your life and you have this baggage. You don't have a new emote, you have baggage. Oh, I think of it more as like, there's NPCs or even it's just like other people. Maybe you get a quest where you have to teach this thing to someone at some point. Because the whole concept of having to just glean based off of everyone around you how to be, that for me feels like emotion and like social construct and contract. That I think is the last thing that should be resorted to just like figure it out. Like, Everything else we managed to teach, why couldn't someone have taught me what to do when, like, I get looked in the eye? I mean, the T is, like, our social contracts are just shitty. You know what I mean? No way we should have gotten... They're too strict. Our society is like, um, uh, like a white music manager in the 60s and the 70s who would, like, constantly rip off, like, Black artists. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, it's very that. Listen, if you are in utero listening to this, lawyer up, because it's not going to be that great when you get out. I like the image of um, uh, a pregnant person with those, like, sound things, that you, electrodes that you attach to your pregnant stomach but they're playing our incoherent garbage instead of, I don't know, like anything else. And like, like, this is us teaching the baby about mental illness. This is what mental illness looks like. Trixie said that once. You know, if you're listening, comment below. This is what mental illness looks like. Put it on my epithet. The stone Epitaph. when you die. The, the stone when you die. Carve it into my urn. I think it's epithought. You know what I feel a lot lately? What? Distracted. Yeah. I just got distracted. I forgot what we were talking about. And like, it's it's you know we've only been in quarantine for like 
three and a half years by now. So but I'm only now realizing like when you remove every other place other than your own space, yeah. Um, sometimes I'm just sitting there like, why am I just looking at the rectangle of sad news and bad things on the website of hell? Like, remember when, like, I remember reading more. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, if I'm not tuned in every second to the bad things going on, um, or like just consuming some form of media, I, f- for some reason, think I'm wasting time. The gag is, yeah, and then I do all that shit, and I'm like, and then I still feel like I'm wasting time, because all I'm doing is consuming usually, like, garbage media that's not good for me, but that I just, like, <laughs> binge, you know? Tell me. And that's one type of binging you can't This hurt. is what Menelilis looks like. <laughs> um... The title of this episode is Tell Me What Mental Illness Looks Like. We interrupt this segment for um, another segment. I sometimes forget that you have like an absolute dump truck behind until you like get up on camera and turn around. So I had to be a C-section. I just couldn't get my ass through my mom's. You couldn't get your ass through her pussy. Talking road block block block. <laughs> That's some wet ass. I am disgusted. <laughs> okay, I'm, making, I'm making a note. Include none of that. No, I'm gonna include it. <laughs> I'm making a note. Include some of that. Harriot. That's it. Can we stop talking about? If we talk about time, one more episode. I'm gonna shit myself. No, I think don't don't include much of this time related shit. Like don't. Don't, 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 don't. We got distracted, bitch. Yeah, like, look at that. We got derailed. Uh, if you're just joining us, there's about, oh, I don't, I, I want to say, like, four hours of footage that will not be included in this episode that just happened that I have now cut. Yeah, at one point, we started doing a hair tutorial, and we're not even in the same room. Um, I think I was practicing death drops for 30 straight minutes at one point. All you could hear was my body hitting the floor. At one point, they were just doing it to hear the body hit the floor. And then we had to sit for a bit, but we're back. Something I think people are distracted by is Kamala Harris being a cop. That's a distraction for sure. It's only a distraction insofar as like Joe Biden is like a, a mega cop compared to Kamala Harris. So are they like bad guy version of Batman and Robin if Batman and Robin were nefarious? I'm sure that DC fans in the comments will tell us that there is an anti-Batman and Robin. Um, in fact, I think it's Joker and Harley Quinn. And the heterosexual listeners will let leave a comment saying this was a bad impression of a heterosexual reference. Yeah. Also, um, to our gay listeners, I know Harley Quinn is gay. You don't have to tell me. But you see, that's the thing that got caught up in my head. I'm like, why am I wasting so much time? 
being annoyed at the politics of a country I don't live in. And it's because I'm getting distracted from real life on an app. And I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like burn your phones because I, that, that, that would be entering boomer territory. Yeah. Um, but have you felt the need to like undistract yourself and do something grounding? For me, it's a combination of being aware of what's going on enough um, that you have like a conversational ability to like talk to people without bogging yourself in like global issues so much that you're constantly depressed um, because I'm already constantly depressed. No, I don't. What is that emotion? I don't think I've ever <laughs> felt or experienced that. But at the same time, I think that um, in, I think especially nowadays, uh, there needs to be more stress put on engaging locally and in your local community, in even just your neighborhood um, or like a, a, an organization in your city like Food Not Bombs you know, or um, the IWW. Organizing is really important. Okay, hold up. Break some of these acronyms down for me. Um, Okay, Food Not Bombs is like, Food Not Bombs is a organization that essentially provides food um, for people who need it, like people who are food insecure in your city. Um, But it's a cool, like, anarchist organization, which is an oxymoron, um, I think, but not really. Anyway, um, and the IWW is, uh, it stands for the International Workers of the World. Um, And it's essentially like an international union (laughs) for workers. Uh, Most major cities have a chapter that you can be a part of. Um, You just have to like email them. uh, And they're essentially like, Uh, what you would expect from an international union organization, which is, you know, worker control, um, like universal health care, like uh, universal housing, all the good stuff. Um, And I mean, worker control means the end of capitalism too. So, or could mean the end of capitalism at least. No, they have, I like their, articles and just like the things that you can read about on their website is just like a, a easy way to radicalize yourself a little bit more if you have like you know 15 minutes absolutely one of the great things like if you're apprehensive about jumping in and joining they have a magazine and the way we're going to link you to all of this in- yeah it's called the industrial worker sorry i had it bookmarked um it's called the industrial worker if you want to find out more about what they are about and the kinds of things that they do, check it out and find out if it's right for you. Uh, Food Not Bombs is a more specifically local thing you can do that can help your local community and get you in touch with community members and hopefully, like, you know, sell them on some of your beliefs. Another fun thing I found out you can do as of late in the city is forage. There's a lot of parks with some edible foliage and flora Mm -hmm. and apparently it's like an easy skill to teach yourself how to forage i am hoping to work on that 
someday. I came across a Twitter thread that said like people should like collect, grow their more of their own food. Obviously, like within reason, because that requires like a certain amount of space. Um, but minor things even can be grown in small spaces and like apartments and things like that too. Honestly, where I live near the hydro corridor in Toronto. Um, and it's just a big, long stretch of open grass that could otherwise just be filled up by like community gardens. And there are some here and there, but they're small. And I like, I refuse to believe that there's no other use other than just like open space that they need that for. So mm -hmm. start pushing for more of that, or we should think more about that. Yeah, absolutely. God, I'm just like, I'm upset every time um, I think about how many empty houses there are and how many more empty houses there are than homeless people. And you see, this is where I wish that those NPCs came into play because some of this shit just doesn't make sense. Look at us distracted. So I have a, I have a, um, not a disease. What would you call it? A, a diagnosis of a, a, a disorder. Thank you, dear God. It liter it's literally in the name. I have a disorder related to paying attention. <laughs> Listen, a coke addiction is nothing to be ashamed of. I... What, which, which one what, is is that the one where you um i got the dissociative kind ah so i get lost in my head okay um i used to think it's just because sometimes when we're hanging out I, I just like say something that's just like ah, and you don't don't know how to react so you just kind of like wait, 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 wait. um you know it's funny because like I have an actual condition, but I often scapegoat it to be like, for moments where I just straight up wasn't paying attention because I didn't want to. Um, and it's wonderful. I think it makes up for all the shit that I get for having it. Oh no, I, I, I totally get that. My, my, um, my mom's like got really bad hearing in one ear. So she'll just like turn around so she doesn't have to listen to my dad. Oh my God. And that's genius. Like the, the human body, mind, and soul is so adaptable. It's true. It makes me like, that's why I don't believe people when they say we hate change. How so? Well, because like, we're so good at adapting to change. I think we were just like made to hate it. I, I would like to know where the disconnect went in between people where at one point there's some of us who are like yes change is good and things can't be the same all the time and no fuck you people of color and everyone that's different like you I know think, what I mean like what like what what about life still like for me I think to a certain extent people really cherish security and at one point uh security and stability became equated with each other uh, when in reality, I think like a certain level of flux is a good thing. Um, 
as long as people's security can be maintained. And when I say security, I'm talking about like housing security, food security, health security, all of this stuff that like, just you need to live as a human person on earth, right? And so if our society can undergo a healthy amount of flux and change, um, which we are again, like have proved time and time again that we are more than adaptable to, I think that would be better for us than just like this forced stability and stagnation. And also because the based on lies, 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 right? This, more lies. This hierarchical like top of lies view we have of stability and how good it can be and how good we can have it if we just like, you know, play it right and and like know how to manipulate it. It's so predicated on their on on the backs of so many more people having to suffer so that if you 100% and I want to clarify the stability that I'm referencing is not necessarily I'm not referring to a stability in like peace on earth I'm referring to a stability in the hegemony hegemony I'm referring to a stability in the hegemony in that like the how dominant ideology has for a very long time been very stagnant because um, or at least at the core, been very stagnant because um, the system benefits from it staying the same. Hegemony's the one in Harry Potter, right? <laughs> I never read or saw the movies because they were the devil's work. Oh my God. You were banned? Oh, the way I was banned. One time I like ordered Scholastic books and like the one I wanted was out of stock. And they were like, sorry, the one you wanted was out of stock. Like here's Order of the Phoenix. And I was like, whatever, like a book's a book. My dad was like, no, that's magic. Throw it out. And then like, I had to throw it out. (laughs) You're absolutely joking. My dad went, that's magic. Your dad went straight to Babylon with that magic. And that's before it was fun. That's before Babylon. Before Babylon Bar- in Babylon Christianity day. represents like decadence and hell, right? Um, Babylon is like the, yeah, it, it's like, it's, it's the, the, the most like pagan, like um, non-God fearing, like violent hmm. sort of like, it's up there with like Sodom and Gomorrah type of like those Interesting. It's, it's um it's like Berlin, you know. God would burn down Berlin if like that's a thing that got stolen. Okay. Think of like the most fun art city that you could like want to go to. Mm-hmm. And God would be like, that's gossip. <laughs> Smoke. I sort of went on a tangent because I was on reading about a general strike on Twitter. So I kind of, sorry for going off. What's the general strike? Um, people might be planning a general strike for September 1st. Which people? Uh, like, I don't know. I just, I, it's trending on Twitter right now in the oh, U S. Okay. Cause that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So walk out of your, walk off your job. Like basically. I think it's more centered around like essential workers specifically, right? Because right? like they're the ones who could actually halt the economy if they stopped working. That's some wah energy. 
I was thinking today about how um, I'm base. I think I'm. Pro- I think I'm pro gun. Okay. Um, Trepidation has entered the chat. <laughs> a profound silence has entered the chat. I saw that Grimes clip today. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I'm saying it. I am. I'm not sorry. I, I don't think the government should have a monopoly on violence. You better, you better make like the EQAO and expand and explain. Um, I don't think that the government should have a mon- uh, have control over who gets to have guns and who doesn't, because then it also has control over who it gets to kill defenseless. So, and and this is specific. I think about this specifically in terms of unarmed, like innocent black people getting shot. It's time to shoot back. Like, I'm not joking. The only way, like police reform isn't doing anything and frankly like waiting around for more innocent black people to die isn't going to solve anything and so if like i just think that if you're a black person who you have the right to fire back but i think like it's just like enough is enough and like frankly like asking black people to wait around for us to defund the police for them to stop being murdered that's unacceptable i i do often wonder about the um polite way with which people go about attempting to revolt and i just i i I've always been interested in history and I and I like learning about how change and the, the parts that always kind of like tickled me pink a little bit were like seeing people just fight the fuck back for no other reason other than seeing that every time it happens is because it's always the people getting fucked over the most and it's oh. normalized being angry normalized like getting fed the fuck up all like, of this all of this is nothing to say the of the fact that like banning guns outright following gun violence completely ignores the root causes of gun violence because like most of like for example if you think about like um mass shootings in recent history like at least publicized and famous ones right they're often committed by like white guys who literally have fascist manifestos talking about why they killed the people they'd killed on mass and like just getting rid of the guns in the short term sure like uh might keep more guns out of the hands of mass like mass shooters but even then it's not like a black gun market doesn't exist mm-hmm. and like the idea that um we should just get rid of the gun instead of like, you know, having a society that doesn't create fascists or at least like has um, checks for people who are along the path of fascism and can bring yeah. them away from that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's, um, it really is not the guns that are the problem. And we're not in that, like, we, as much as we see the end goal of being a society that has um, completely gotten rid of firearms, because that's kind of, again, to me, I don't see any need for a thing that, whose sole purpose is to kill. Mm -hmm. 
I think if you got rid of all the bad things like fascism, like capitalism, like everything else we're kind of angry at right now, you don't have a society that needs any type of weapon. You have progressed beyond a need. So, you know, it's, it's a good end goal. And it's nice that we have the foresight to see that's where we need to end up at, where there's obviously the abolition of police, but also like the end of weapons that can kill you. That's, that's where we want to get to, but we're not good enough to get there yet. So I'll, I'll toss my hat in with yours. Like, you know, it honestly took a long time for me to be convinced of this position myself, because at least like developing as a uh, adult (laughs) and like exploring politics uh, at a younger age than I am now, I was always of the mind that like, oh yeah, of course we have to get rid of all the guns that will solve the problem, right? But then nobody ever talks about like taking guns out of the hands of the military when they talk about gun control. And let's get this clear. I don't, I believe in gun control. I think that like, I don't think it should be, I don't think you should be able to walk to the corner store and necessarily purchase a gun. a a weapon like that right right? I just don't think that um the I don't think that a like wall-to-wall ban of firearms is the solution to people doing mass shootings I think what we're largely more upset at right now is the disproportionate ownership of guns if we're in an environment where people are trying to effectively and thoroughly change the entire system a hundred percent it's a race issue and a class issue because you know you have you've you've seen like the clips on twitter where like protesters figure out a barricade protesters like figure out a way to toss the gas canisters back so like in 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 a in a in a true state of i think revolt there will have to be like a more normalized um, equal access to the means with which you fight. By the way, I by no means want to posit that I'm the first person who ever said that Black people should fire back at the police because that is absolutely not the case. Plenty of like literal Black Panthers were saying it way before me. And this absolutely doesn't go to say that we think you should walk out of your working from home desk tomorrow and just like fire at a cop. That's not. That's no, not that is point. absolutely not what we're saying. We're essentially just um, writing fan fiction for what the end of the world is going to look like. Where our not even that. I'm saying something pretty basic that people have the right to defend themselves against violence, frankly, of any kind. I don't think the fact that the state is authorizing the violence makes it moral. No, Question like for I... you. Are you actually convinced? Like my ideal society is obviously gunless, right? But like yeah. I'm trying to be real about our situation. I think, no, no, my ideal society is one where there's like, we've progressed beyond need for like literal physical strife between each other. Like there's, we're beyond- we just fight in our minds. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I think like the ideal society is one where they're like, 
there's no war like like why like why no you're I, absolutely you know, right you know what i mean like there's there's i don't think there's there needs to be an argument made for why there should ever be like physical ill-intentioned fighting between like any member of any communities big or large my ideal society is like basically um everybody in like pods like in the matrix that take care of like your piss your shit your food like your health everything except your macro dosing acid your entire life and so instead of like you just like live out hallucinations forever and this is what mental illness looks like. It's like, I think we should cap that topic. <laughs> Capping. <laughs> I love to cape topics. I gotta take a shit.